Welcome to the Explore More podcast. I'm your host, Haley Cotty. Each week, I will bring you inspiring stories, lessons, and interviews from people who are exploring more of life and having adventures along the way. I came in and woke up my oldest son, who was about 16 at the time, and brought him out there into the cold with me. And he was like, oh, what are, what are you doing? What are we doing? So he helps me. We grab this sheep and we're reading what to do. And we get some, you know, uh, lubricant and some gloves. And I reach in there and I'm trying to pull this lamb out. And I can't. I'm just not strong enough. So. I said, Cole, I need you to get this for me. So I hold the sheep, big old pregnant me. I'm down on the ground, just holding the sheep and Cole reaches in, pulls the lamb out and it just lies there on the ground, not moving. And we were like, oh no, you know? And then we waited about 10 seconds. The mama starts licking it. The little lamb jumps up and, and they, st- and, you know, makes its little adorable lamb sound and it's alive. And we were so pumped and Cole and I just hugged each other. And it was just this amazing moment for me and my teenage son to be out there in the middle of the night and to have that experience. This is Haley with the Explore More podcast. I just wanted to come on and give you a little bit of an intro before we jump into this episode. And first of all, I apologize for any interruptions from my wonderful toddlers. This is a true quarantine episode, so you may hear some screaming in the background as one kid is trying to go down for a nap, and then another kid comes in at some point to inform me why her father is not watching her. So it's actually quite entertaining, so I really hope you enjoy. And also thank you so much for Christina from Holloman Farms for taking time to speak with me. And if you need to learn anything more about Holloman Farms, you can check them out at hollomanfarms.com on Facebook and Instagram. And if you live in the Dallas area, be sure to get some groceries from them. They also do free delivery and everything is absolutely delicious. I also include all this in the show notes and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. So my name's Haley Cotty. This is the Explore More podcast, and I am here with my good friend, Christina Holloman, and childhood neighbor growing up across the street. Her and her family, from her and her family, was delightful, and I still try to go over there every time I go visit my parents. So Christina, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, what you do, what your family does, all that good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for having me on today. Um, I am... Uh, my name's Christina Holloman. I'm the mother of nine children. Um, my husband and I moved out to Greenville, Texas about 15 years ago. Uh, we both grew up in the city, um, just kind of regular suburban lives and going to school and playing sports and doing all that. Um, but we just found ourselves having a whole bunch of kids and homeschooling And um, I think that's what led us to want to live in the country and have some land and have some chores and responsibilities for our kids. So um, we moved out here. We uh, started just kind of experimenting with raising our own food to feed our family. Um, My husband always has worked, you know, in Dallas and commuted back and forth, but the farm was just kind of a hobby and something that we did. 
And it's just grown into a business that now our whole family is involved with. So uh, we raise um, beef, pork, chicken, and lamb, and also eggs. And we're going to try turkeys for the first time this year. And uh, we sell to a lot of friends and family, um, local people. We've sold to some restaurants and stuff over the years, but mostly our business is just um, direct to customers that we deliver to. So cool. I didn't know y'all were going to do turkeys. Yeah, we just ordered some. So we're really excited. We've always wanted to, and uh, we're just going to make it happen this year, figure it out. So we're, we're studying and researching that right now. That's so cool. Um, so what are some of the things that your kids do? Like some of their responsibilities? Um, well, How young kids, are they when they start? <laughs> the kids have so many responsibilities. Yeah, so our oldest is married and doesn't live here anymore. We actually have a granddaughter, um, so that's pretty exciting. Our oldest is 25, our youngest child is eight, and then we have a new granddaughter. Um, but the kids have always helped. Uh, we started out with just horses. We were just gonna have this big piece of land and enjoy um, horses and having a place to camp and fish and have the family out. And so, that was kind of where we started with the responsibilities and the animals and kind of the structure of having daily chores and all that. And then we had a friend tell us, um, man, if I had all this land, I'd be raising all my own food. And we were really, that, that made us think because we were really interested in natural, healthy, clean foods. And we were buying from different farms and trying to source organic foods and stuff and so he he was actually really a mentor for us that helped us get started um and so oh but that's i'm not answering your question so no, that's great <laughs> so the kids had responsibilities with the horses but then once we started getting cows uh, we got a, a dairy cow um so the kids really handled training her working with her milking her daily um, when she had a calf, we had to train up that calf to become a good milk cow. The kids handled all that. They do a ton of the daily, just feeding the chickens, moving the chickens, collecting the eggs. Um, they, you know, once they're driving age, I mean, they are, well, before they're driving age, actually, they're driving all around the farm. But once they get their license, I mean, they're they're driving the truck, driving the trailer, taking animals to the processor, making deliveries. Um, but I think the, the part we all really enjoy is just our work here at the farm doing the daily chores. And there's always something, you know, you get a call from a neighbor that the sheep are out or the pigs are out or there's cows on the road or. Um, so the kids are just amazing with jumping in on all those responsibilities. I think all of the neighbors love your animals, though. <laughs> At least we did. <laughs> I hope so I, I'm, I'm glad. Okay, so there's one neighbor that that has something positive. I'm I'm not sure about some of the others. <laughs> Maybe not, but we we always enjoyed it. <laughs> good. Yeah, we try to keep. If we can just keep them in, everybody's good with it. But um, there was an incident where some baby pigs got out and ran over to 
one of the neighbors that's got a very pristine, beautiful, oh, perfect no. yard. Yeah. So we felt bad about that, but. <laughs> I remember when we came to visit one time and we were driving down the road and there was just a cow on the side of the road. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's probably our W and Christina's. And CJ's like, I'll give him a call. <laughs> yep. You and your family have probably done the most uh, <laughs> our livestock so thank you we would just herd him back in if we could yeah right yeah DJ's like I want to I want to help and our nephew's like no my kids got it <laughs> yeah and then asking about the kids I mean now you know they're getting into I, our oldest son has been away from the farm for years and um he's helping us with all the social media now which is amazing because he had the skills that you know, we don't because we're old and um, we don't know how to do all that stuff, but he loves doing that. And he has the experience of growing up here. And so he really understands who we are and what we're doing. Um, so that's a blessing. Our second child, our daughter has moved to Minnesota, but she's um, marrying a dairy farmer, which is so funny. So now she's looking at a, a whole lifetime ahead of her of farming and she's thrilled about it and of course she was the one really training and working with the dairy cow so um you know she's really fit and ready for her new role convenient. Um, yeah so it's just kind of whoever's around at whatever season in life everybody pitches in and helps and it's not always easy it's not always fun but a lot of it is a ton of joy and laughter and we have so many stories you know as a family we just have so many stories of successes lots of failures um injuries you know crises but so many times where we came together and worked together and uh, we can laugh about so many of them now so that's really a rich blessing of this life that we've had that I'm very grateful for. That's a great way for kids to grow up too, I think. I think it builds a lot of character. <laughs> it's pretty obvious with your kids. They all seem pretty amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I think they're great. Um, you know, we're, we're all a work in progress, but I do think one blessing has been um, that our kids actually knew that we really needed their help. It wasn't just, you know, every parent tries to kind of build that discipline into their kids' lives. You know, here's your chores, here's what's expected of you. Um, but for us, it was really, it was life and death sometimes. It was, it's business, it's our livelihood. And they knew we, we weren't just making up a random list of chores, but someone really has to get out and milk that cow. Someone really has to feed those chickens or we'll lose them all. Someone has to be checking on the piglets or whatever. So I think that has built a lot of discipline, a sense of responsibility in them. Um, also, they've become tremendous problem solvers mm -hmm. because we've provided them with an abundance of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Fixing a fence, building something, replacing something, rigging it to make it work. Um, all those things that come up on a farm that I that wouldn't otherwise. And I think as parents, we want to give our kids 
so much. We, we don't want them to struggle. We want everything to be smooth and easy. And um, with having the farm, we just, there's just been a real need for everyone to pitch in and help. And so I think just naturally, it's been really good for all of us. That's awesome. Let's see. That's why I want land with my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to teach them all that stuff. Um, that's really cool. And then I love how y'all, when did y'all probably, or when did y'all start turning it into a business? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, um, that's a function of the person that I married, RW. So I love farming. It's very emotional for me. It's very, um, I love being outside, working hard, accomplishing stuff. And I get excited about farming without having a business bone in my body. I just love doing the work and being outside. I I tell people all the time, it's, it's like my antidepressant, you know, because I just, I have to get out there. I have to do this. And so I don't have a lot of time to think about it. I just go. And once I start moving in the morning and I'm out there with the cows or whatever, I just, I just feel better. You know, some of the worries and things kind of melt away and you're outside experiencing nature and God's creation. And it's just good for the soul. So I would do that. You know, Um, my husband is very entrepreneurial and he just always has been. And um, so everything we do, we joke about it. Like everything we do eventually turns into a business, you know? So it was not very long at all (laughs) before, you know, we, processed a cow, raised a few chickens. And he was like, oh yeah, we can do this. We can sell this. I know this, you know, and so it just kind of went from there. And the problem I usually have with him is that he sells way more than we can produce. So, you know, we have that back and forth um, dynamic in our relationship of, well, honey, I'm glad you sold 20,000 chickens today, but I can only raise, you know, 500 this month or whatever. So, so that's how it became a business. That's, that's just RW, his way of operating. And I think we both saw, and we've all seen, it's such a tremendous need and a blessing for so many people that want to have this good, clean, healthy food. So, um, I mean, it, it just, it makes sense. And right now I think people are realizing more and more how they want to, be local and they want to know where their food comes from and they want to have a connection with their food and the people that are raising it. And so I think it is a great business and I'm very supportive, but I don't worry too much about all that stuff. I just like to get out there and get my hands dirty. Um, RW is very adventurous and I'm really not. I'm, um, kind of a worrier and overthinker. And so I'm actually tremendously grateful to him because he's always been willing to say, yeah, let's just go get some sheep. We don't know how to, we don't know what to do with them. Let's just figure it out. out. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember our first um, flock of sheep being out in the middle of the night. It's probably 2 a.m. I think I was about eight and a half months pregnant with John and all these ewes were about to deliver their babies. And I had a friend that had told me, yeah. And so was I (laughs) feeling, I was feeling this connection with these 
mamas. And um, I had had a friend tell me, you know, you, you got to keep an eye on them because sometimes they need help. And I thought, oh dear, what does that mean? But I guess we'll figure it out. So I'm out in the middle of the night with my phone and I'm Googling how to help a you deliver a lamb. And I, I just, it hit me in that moment. Like, what am I doing? If I'm having to Google this right now, I'm probably not really qualified to be in this position. So anyway, I'm reading stuff and, um, Sure enough, there's one mama out there that has the lamb kind of partially coming out, but then nothing's happening. 30 minutes go by, an hour goes by, and I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, we got to get involved. We got to help this mama, and I don't know what to do. So I came in and woke up my oldest son, who was about 16 at the time, and brought him out there into the cold with me. And he was like, oh, what are, what are you doing? What are we doing? So he helps me. We grab this sheep and we're reading what to do. And we get some, you know, uh, lubricant and some gloves. And I reach in there and I'm trying to pull this lamb out. And I can't. I'm just not strong enough. So I said, Cole, I need you to get this for me. So I hold the sheep, big old pregnant me. I'm down on the ground just holding the sheep and Cole reaches in, pulls the lamb out and it just lies there on the ground, not moving. And we were like, oh no, you know? And then we waited about 10 seconds. The mama starts licking it. The little lamb jumps up and, and they, and you know, makes its little adorable lamb sound and it's alive. And we were so pumped and Cole and I just hugged each other. And it was just this amazing moment for me and my teenage son to be out there in the middle of the night and to have that experience. So we just have story after story like that. Um, but I think without RW's adventurous kind of willingness to be spontaneous and a little bit crazy, we would not have grown and experienced all that we have. That's amazing. Y'all sound like me and CJ. That would be... <laughs> Right. That would be us. You're, you're the risk taker, right? Yeah. I would totally be like, hey, let's go buy some sheep. And he'll be like, what? We know nothing about sheep. I'm like, that's okay. We'll figure it out. And he, he tells me that all the time. He's like, man, if I wouldn't have met you, I would be a nurse who played video games on my days off. And that'd be it. <laughs> See, that's exactly, I mean, God knows what he's doing when he brings these people together. I, I firmly believe that. I totally needed RW and he still makes me crazy because he does all these crazy things, but it's just, it's been such a blessing for me and for our whole family. You're good for him too, though. I always tell CJ, if I didn't have him, then I would have lost a ton of money, probably had a couple <laughs> failed businesses, killed a couple of animals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. It works both ways. And mm -hmm. I know that for sure. Yeah. So do you see kind of in your kids, like some of them are probably more entrepreneurial or risk takers and the other way around? Yes, I do. But do you I think they're more like in the middle. <laughs> I, they're probably in the middle. I mean, I think one thing we've allowed our kids to do is just to see the reality of, you know, how hard it is to make it here. We're struggling here. We're doing well, you know look, we invested this money and it, it didn't work. The garlic didn't grow. We lost all this money. So 
I think they're way more cautious. Um, you know, they don't, they, they have kind of a healthy, realistic sense. And, and they will ask us now, mom and dad, okay, are you sure this is a good idea? Do you think, you know, have you guys thought about this? So that's good. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they have a good balance, but the older ones that I've seen kind of coming through seem to be a little, have, have kind of a healthy sense of cautiousness. <laughs> it's probably a good thing to have. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. I think, but they also have this confidence that I think they know they can do almost anything. They're really not afraid to try things and learn new things and fail. Um, and I think they look at problems and think, hmm, I can probably solve that. I can probably figure that out. And I, I think a lot of that comes from just their experience of the day-to-day -day on the farm. That's awesome. I can't wait to see what they do. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. If they run far away, go live in a tiny urban setting and have no children, you know, or if they uh, have a little, a little more of the outdoorsy mm -hmm. experience, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Either way, I'm sure they will be successful in whatever they do. Yes, I, I hope so. God willing, they're good kids, you know, they're good and our family is close and um, I think we're, we're blessed and grateful and they're probably always going to know their parents need help. They got to help take care of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you had all your employees. Once they're all gone, how are you going to run the farm? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to keep an eye on the Cotty kids. Oh, no. <laughs> try I'll to send them great. to you all you want. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I, I've got my eye out there. I've, my youngest now is eight, so, you know, we're going to have some needs to fill in about, you know, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. Yeah, but by then you'll have a bunch of grandkids. That's right. That's, that's the plan. Hopefully mm -hmm. someone will be interested in, in, you know, taking this on and taking it forward, but mm -hmm. we'll see. It's kind of one day at a time around here. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so now you do home, you have like the school, right? Can you tell us a yeah. little about your, the school that's now meeting there? Yeah, I would love to. Um, we started this past year in 2019, 20. Um, a small hybrid homeschool academy. It's called St. Isidore Academy. Um, we're Catholic. It's a Catholic school and it's named after St. Isidore, who's the patron saint of farmers. So we have classes out here two days a week um, with teachers and where the kids get all their instruction. They also participate in farm chores um, when they're here. We have a lot of outdoor classrooms so as much learning as we can do outdoors we do uh, we have them involved in you know planting the garden milking the cow um, working the cows moving the chickens all the stuff that we do out here seasonally they take part in that with us during that hour or so of morning chores in the morning um, they when we started in the fall we had a bunch of produce from the garden so the kids all helped make uh, pickled okra and dill pickles and we even did pickled watermelon rind this year that was fun so we, we do some farm to table cooking and stuff too and then they have uh, we have a classical catholic curriculum that they follow 
and then the other days they do their schoolwork at home. Um, but we've always, I, I mean, the reason we got into living in the country or having a farm or anything was really in large part because we had a bunch of kids and it was that sense that they need this, this will somehow be good for them. So we've always really enjoyed having, you know, the Boy Scouts or a youth group or a field trip from schools or just having kids out here to come and see the farm. Um, the first years that we lived here, we had cousin camp every summer and I have a big family. Um, so does RW and a lot of, we have a ton of nephews and nieces. So we would have all the cousins out here for a week and they would ride the horses and go fishing and just be outdoors. So I think we've just always had a heart for that. Um, that, you know, not only is this for our family and a good work for us to do and a good business, but it's really something that a lot of people don't get to experience and it's, it can be very healing and um, therapeutic and just a blessing for kids, families, whoever, to get to be outside and work with their hands and overcome some fears of handling animals or riding the horse or whatever that may be. So yeah, we do. I think we'll continue to do a lot of events and things like that out here. The school uh, will continue and that's been a blessing, but you know, we're also open to having some other events and maybe camps and things like that in the future. I love that because yeah, a lot of kids don't get to grow up with that. So having that for them is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I mean, we've seen that, you know, with our school kids, um, they're here two days a week and I've just seen the growth in them um, from, you know, day one in September when they were scared to hold a chicken or they didn't really want to reach out and grab the teat of that cow and squeeze the milk out and to fast forward to now and these kids are milking like professionals, you know, and they're grabbing chickens and they're, they're catching fish and it's just really neat to see that growth in them. And I think to see the sense of accomplishment and, and pride and overcoming some fears and even the fear of being dirty, you know, or getting your hands in to the dirt and getting some good old fashioned bacteria under your fingernails, you know, just right. all stuff. I think it's been great to see them grow in that. That's awesome. And I love that y'all do have your older kids in RW because I feel like a lot of small local farms don't take advantage of that, like the business and the social media and like getting the public involved. And that's how local farms are going to survive is by doing a lot of that. That's right. That's right. And see, most farmers like me, we just, I just like to get out and do the task. You know, I'm all about the task list. But um, I remember we went, when we were first getting started, we went out to visit um, Polyface Farm in Virginia. And that's Joel Salatin's farm. And he's kind of been the guru of sustainable farming for all these years. But that was one thing he said. You gotta have a great farm, but you gotta have some kind of extroverted, out there, go-getter type person if you want to make a successful business out of this. So I was like, I got one. RW, we're good. <laughs> yep. You can either support yourself or you can like support the community. 
but to support the community, you gotta, you gotta be like RW. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to get people to know you're there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's part of it. I mean, that, that was one of the other things that I remember Joel Salatin saying, if you want to do a farm because you just want to be by yourself and have nice, quiet mornings, you know, then don't, don't do a farm business because a farm business means you really are going to have contact with people. You need to be um, out there and meeting people and welcoming them and engaging with them. And that's, that's really part of it. So we have definitely found that to be true. And the farm to table restaurants, as you know, are getting more and more popular. So we want those local farms <laughs> and the relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I mean, I think it's a wonderful time to be doing what we're doing. It really is. The awareness is there. Um, people are ready and it's so positive. You know, I think the feedback we get, the personal interaction we get, it's just, it's just so neat. You know, it's just different from any other kind of business. Yeah, that's awesome. It's very, it is very personal. And you're talking about, you're raising people's food. Like people want to know who you are and it's a very personal business. Yes, but yes. I, I love how y'all have been getting the whole family involved and like on social media and like introducing them. I think that's awesome. Do you? Okay, good. Yeah, no, I love it. Mommy. <laughs> hey, baby, mommy's talking. Mommy. Apparently, they're hey, having a little bit of meltdown. <laughs> hey, can you go find daddy for me? I'm going to have to edit this out. <laughs> Please? Okay, you can stay here, but you got to be quiet, okay? Okay, you can color. Here. I'll color. That's just my notes. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Okay, here you go. Working from home. <laughs> yes. It's not as easy as it sounds, is it? No, <laughs> it is not. Not at all. I did I heard a podcast the other day from a girl who her and her husband are both having to work from home right now and they have kids. And she said that one thing they do is they split the day in half and like they each get four straight hours to work. And I was like, that's actually kind of smart. So I'm feeling like I would get more done in four straight uninterrupted hours than I would in eight interrupted hours <laughs> that, that's oh that is so true yeah I I really find that if I can sneak away or lock myself up mm -hmm. I don't need that much time but it can take me all day to get it done yeah, yeah. I know how, how keep I fighting the good fight you're doing great I know she's she's really not that bad well most of the time and then Anya goes through she's still young enough she goes through those waves or she'll be yeah. really great for like three or four days and then she'll be really needy for like three or four days. But how old is Anya now? 18 months. Oh yeah. yeah. So she's still teething. So it's like, I'm pretty sure I can see her canines coming in right now. So that might be why she's pissed off. <laughs> uh, bless her heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a busy age. Not it is. I'm not but enjoying the quarantine thing. Mm, I mean, yeah. they're enjoying it. <laughs> they're having a blast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me and CJ, not so much. <laughs> uh, it's, well, right. it's not bad. We do enjoy it. We've, Bella's gotten really good on a bike, and Anya's starting to talk a little bit. So we're like really focusing on like these milestones that we kind of 
ignore otherwise. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah. That's been fun. That's okay, so I'll get back to questions. <laughs> okay. So what are the what do you think the future plans are for sustainable farming and your farm? Okay, yeah. Well, I know for our farm, I mean, one of our goals is to really start to learn and implement more <laughs> permaculture practices. That's what we're doing <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you explain? Well, after you answer, can you explain like what that is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You want me to answer that again? Or are you good? Okay. Either way. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we're, we're trying to read up and learn and study about permaculture. Um, and to implement some more of those practices in our farm. And, and I mean, that just really means, you know, agriculture with a kind of a focus on permanence and things that are, that come back and are sustainable and really restoring and healing the land and not just, you know, depleting it by what you're doing and producing. Um, so things like, you know, no-till, gardening and, and planting different foods and berries and veggies and stuff together, you know, where they have a symbiotic relationship and they um, kind of, you know, help each other to grow and, and just things like that. We're trying to kind of make some progress in those areas. Um, I think we just want to continue to improve our processes on, you know, chicken beef, pork, eggs, um, there's always room for improvement and, you know, managing things better, getting better yield, um, keeping, you know, the focus on restoring the grasses and restoring the land and keeping things sustainable and healthy. Um, I think we also, we've got to really figure out how to be very efficient and successful with this home delivery model, because I think that for us, that seems like a good um, outlet for our products. I think people are loving, you know, the convenience of that home delivery and knowing their farmer. So I think we've got some work to do on that, on really streamlining that process and the efficiency. Um, and then I think one of our big dreams and goals that I think will be a blessing to us and also the community is just you know, having events out here, having a chance where people can come and experience the farm and feel connected with the food and the farmer. And um, I think we want to really develop that and become a farm where people can come and see what they're doing. They can learn. Um, we, as I look back, we've been mentored by, you know, a handful of people that have helped us, held our hand, walked beside us, you know, been answered a call at, midnight or three in the morning or whatever with a question. Um, we've had so many people that have taught us and showed us what to do and helped us learn. And I think that's a big part of what we see that we can contribute, just helping people learn about this, get ideas for what they want to do and, and kind of promoting this healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. And currently it's just you and your kids who do the, the deliveries, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. We're, um, we're working on that today, mm -hmm. actually. I mean, we're realizing okay. we're, we're going to need some help 
with that. So that's so cool. Yeah, that's I know people like, especially right now in today's world, delivery is kind of crucial. But once people can actually leave their house, then I think having like a country store will also be awesome. Because that's something y'all are working on too, right? Yeah, that is actually, yeah. We definitely want to have uh, the country store in place so people can come out. Sometimes that's just part of the fun, you know, of buying your stuff from a farm is getting to go out there and, you know, see what's going on and pick up your food and take it home. So, yeah, definitely that's in our plans. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Anya. <laughs> Della, where's daddy? Uh, where's daddy? Pooping. Is he pooping? I might do that. <laughs> like this is real. This is what life is like right now. <laughs> I may do that. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think that, I mean, people travel to go visit farms and like buy their food from the farm. Like there's a whole, I mean, I'm one of those people. I'd much rather drive 20 minutes and get all my food from a local farm where I can meet and see where the food is coming from than just go to Kroger. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think people love that experience. I love that experience. You know, you love going out and picking blueberries at the blueberry farm or whatever. I mean, it's a, it's a whole, experience it's not just yeah. food mm-hmm. we used to and, we did the blueberries and blackberries like every year when i was a kid really mm-hmm. oh at that that's place awesome. on in commerce like or on the way to commerce yeah yeah it was so fun yeah that's such a great experience for kids and and i think you know that also brings communities together you know i, I mean we kind of want to um be sure that we fight to preserve that, you know, personal connection with people. Mm-hmm. We're not all just, eventually we won't all just be people behind screens, you know, but that we'll deliver stuff. We'll visit. We'll say, how are you doing? How are your kids? You know, and we'll have those natural, healthy human interactions as we're doing business. Well, I know it like right now with the quarantine in a lot of places, like they're bringing back the dairy farmer that are like delivering your milk to your door every day and like little glass bottles. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Love that. I'm like, I really hope stuff like that sticks around when all this is done. Like, I hope they, that he keeps happening. I think that's I mean, so me cool. Too. Me too. And I, I think it will. I mean, for some people, because mm-hmm. I think, it's really um, causing us to think deeply and sort of question, well, why were we running around like crazy before? I mean, I've talked to so many families that are like, we are really enjoying this time together at home and a slower pace. And people are, you know, I was at the garden store the other day at Steve's nursery and they were just saying, everyone is in there buying plants and planting a garden and everyone's ordering chickens and, you know, the processing um, plants are just scheduled, booked tight through September. Everyone's sort of um, changing their thinking a little bit to, oh, maybe I need to, you know, take some responsibility for this myself or think a little differently about this than I did before. This whole sustainable practice isn't just a hippie thing anymore. 
Like, yeah, right. That's right. like, I'm, I need to know how to grow my own food. Like I need to at least know how or where to get it and not have to depend on big business all the time. And yeah. people want to learn that. Like they want to learn how to compost and like how to grow sustainable plants in Texas. Like I don't, I don't know what plants are symbiotic relationships. Like I don't understand that stuff, but I would totally go to a place like your farm to learn that thing, like learn stuff like that too. So I think, and I, for listeners, we will have explore more field trips at Holloman Farms once we're allowed yeah. to again. <laughs> Yay, I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about that for a while. We're really going to make it happen. Yes. <laughs> once people are allowed out, we're going to go learn yeah. all about compost and gardening and animals and farming and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yep. And we'll, we'll have some fun. You mm -hmm. know, I, I, I mean, people have so much fun doing this kind of stuff. And most of my day, about 90% of my days, I think, man, I'm working so hard, but it almost feels like I'm just playing, you know, cause I'm, well, I mean, I'm almost 50 years old, you know, and I'm out milking a cow and, you know, moving some chickens around and it's just, it's awesome. It's fun. You know, it's hard work. I'm dirty. I'm hot. I'm t physically tired, but it's such a blessing. And so I think, you know, just letting people experience that we definitely want to be part of, of allowing people to come and experience that kind of, um, that kind of fun and just human natural, the good stuff. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait. Um, so I will get to, we are at the last question now, which I did not include this in your questions because I wanted a surprise answer. <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy. It's what I ask everybody, but what do you think it means to be an explorer? To be an explorer. Whoa. I love that term. Um, I, I think it means, in my mind, it means um, I immediately think of new territory, you know, moving into something you haven't seen or you haven't done before. So, you know, my personality is kind of, I, I'm, I'm really not naturally an explorer because I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of cautious and, you know, I'm going to see, oh, this is dangerous or uncertain or unknown. But when I think of explore, I think of um, someone bold, courageous, you know, not afraid of the unknown, and then going forward and discovering things that you hadn't seen or you don't know how to do and growing because of that. So, I mean, I think we've been able to do that with our farm and I've been kind of pulled and pushed by my more um, bold and adventurous husband, but yeah, that, that's, that's what I think when I hear that word, I think of new territory, getting out of your comfort zone, doing something that you're not necessarily comfortable with, but then the growth and blessing and richness that comes from that. I love that answer. Good. It's a great word. Thank you. Oh, I didn't make it. I <laughs> <laughs> chose it. I did. I've, I've just always been fascinated by it. Like, I feel like everybody is an explorer in their own right. And if they really dive deep into that, there is growth and blessings from that. 
And so I, I mean, that. I think I think a lot of that as an educator, you know, as a homeschool mom, as a parent, and now running this school, I mean, so much of their learning that's valuable is when they have a chance to explore and to move into a new territory and discover something. When they can explore and discover it for themselves, it's so much better than when I lay it out you know, on a PowerPoint presentation for them and they can hear about it, right? When they can go out and, you know, do it and touch it and see it and experience it themselves. That's, so I think explore is really connected with learning as well and growth. So true. I love it. And I feel like just in my observations, whenever we as adults feel stuck or depressed or it, it I've kind of noticed it's kind of when you stop exploring whether that's in life or just learning or anything you kind of get stuck in your own routine and you just kind of stop exploring things in life and that's kind of when things start feeling off oh that's so true that is so true if we can get adults exploring again then maybe that will like fix more problems than we realize <laughs> yeah absolutely and that's a beautiful part of what you're doing because some of us need a little push or an invitation or a, a, an idea or something put out in front of us. We're not naturally going to go out and, you know, blaze new trails. Right. But we need someone like you kind of nudging us in that direction or saying, Hey, there's a beer at the end of this hike. So, <laughs> right. It gets people out there. <laughs> it works <Exactly>. out. <laughs> Well, thank you. I, I want to have a field trip out there, like a whole farm day, and just adults are allowed. We have to do all the stuff that the kids want to do, that we secretly want to do, but we have to let our kids do. <laughs> like, if I went out there with Della, she'd be like, I want to go look for the eggs. But, but I, I want to go look for the eggs. Haley, that's it. I mean, that's what we've got to do. I think you're so right. And for me, I think that's, I've lived that because I got into all this because of my kids, mm -hmm. but I've found that how good it is for me to do it and how much I need to do it myself and learn it and try it and fail and all that. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. The grown up peoples need it too. Yes, we do. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and dealing with my interruptions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, you know, it's only a few years ago that I was there. So just enjoy it. I do. I do. I don't know how you have so many, at least you can like throw them outside. <laughs> I put mine yeah. in the backyard and they're like, oh, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We need more land. <laughs> I know there's only, and there's only, um, a few more years till, you know, they can be helpful. And mm -hmm. then you just turn a big corner. But when I was in that stage of life with just all little people, it's hard. It, it is hard. It's You're great though. All right. Thank you so much. Of course. For thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Just as a little recap, don't forget to follow Holloman Farms on Facebook and Instagram and go to hollomanfarms.com to check out their website and their online store and read all about their farming practices, family, and everything else they do. Don't forget to follow the Explore More podcast and Explore More on Facebook and Instagram and our website to also stay up to date for whenever we launch our dates for some field trips out to Holloman Farms so we can learn all about farming, run around their land, and really have a great day. Have a great day, everybody.
Thank you so much for listening to the Explore More podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and got something out of it because I know I did. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to leave me a five-star review. Follow on Facebook and Instagram, the Explore More, and tell your friends. And don't forget to take a screenshot and post it and tag me because I would love to see who's listening and what you're thinking and what you're pulling from the episode. Have a good day and keep exploring. In today's podcast, you will hear a Facebook Live where CJ decides to interview me. Now, this is a Facebook Live, so if there's any references to comments, or obviously I'm pretty sure a toddler comes in and interrupts the interview about halfway through, just go with it, because this is a real-life reality quarantine interview. Hope you enjoy!